Love your pumpkins. Welcome to Up Next, a podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andy, <laughs> joined always by... Uh, I'm Steven. We will never introduce this podcast well. It's, it's a bit now. We can't. Are we supposed to... Are you trying to show up to the Rancid show and they're like wearing tuxes and they're freshly showered wearing bow ties? No, nah, that's not what I came for. No, I came for Tim Armstrong with a... With a beard that is beginning to form dreadlocks. Damn straight we did. If it's not abundantly clear, up nexters, we were recently <laughs> at Riot Fest, and that's the only thing that has made our lives interesting in the last week. Or bearable. Or bearable, yeah. yeah Steve was on the outs <laughs> until until he saw some fest. Yeah, I've got I've, I've to make that, that little bit of joy last as long as I can. But yeah, aside from that, do you want? Do you think we should share our Riot Fest experience with the listeners at home? Yeah, let's. Briefly? Yeah, let's do it. So, Kayla, um, <laughs> uh, this we have consistently. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say double digits of listeners. Okay, that's good. That is a very tactful way <laughs> of not looking impressive, but not looking unimpressive. <laughs> And, like, I, I download every episode from, like, four different podcast players, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, this was our first Riot Fest, and it was solid. It was a good experience. Um, I, I even thought about, so, S- Steve and I only went to the first two days. I thought about going back to the third just because, you know, I live here and could. But there was, I just wasn't feeling any of the lineups. Like, Again, if I was already there, I would maybe have seen one or two, like wanted to, but it wasn't enough to make me trek down that way. Mm. You weren't interested in um, watching Slipknot during the uh, headlining slot? I'm actually it... really thankful that they were headlining that day because I feel like you would have made me go to that and I would have had to put my <laughs> foot down and been like, I can't do it. Uh, I recently had a very brief Slipknot moment um but that has come and gone (laughs) he had a touch of that but he's over it now (laughs) he's better uh so what what was your highlight of the uh of the fest abbreviated weekend i think it was just cool like stupidly simply and sappily that was a lot of s's but it was just nice to see live music again and then the cramming bands that i love and then bands that I was just stoked to see, like, well, Steve, he'll, he'll go, when it's his turn to talk, he will let you know. But we talked about, like, bucket list bands who would be cool to see. Like, I wasn't setting out anytime soon to go see Coheed and Cambria, but that was cool enough that we sat through that whole set. And I, I liked them in enough. The yeah, in the rain. I mean, I obviously liked them enough to have done that anyway. But I'm like, oh, fuck, like, they're here. That's convenient. You know, yeah, it was just great. Again, it was just it was such a bummer that everyone I really wanted to see was on that first day, more or less. So, yeah, so it kind of petered out. But uh, like day two was still cool. It was really nice just also walking by and hearing bands where 
you're like i'm i've heard that name or i've never heard that name but you're just grooving on what they were putting out like i didn't hear anything that sounded stupid like where it was offending <laughs> me that they were at riot fest <laughs> yeah um i totally agree it was i mean first of all it was great to spend a couple of days with my pal andy oh yeah um, that was the best part i forgot to say that because it goes without <laughs> saying <laughs> Uh, yeah, highlights for me, yeah, just being in, in that festival atmosphere, like you said, walking by stages and checking out random bands you didn't know of. Um, I gotta say, probably the highlights for me, I mean, Lawrence Arms, of course, but you see a band like that enough times, you just kind of get used to how great they are. So, like, I'm taking them for granted a bit, but I think Rancid did a great show. Yeah. Um, and also Lupe Fiasco playing The Cool in its entirety that was cool uh, yeah that was very it was very the cool <laughs> it was very the cool i liked that it meant so much to him oh yeah he was he was cl- clearly pretty hyped um to be playing that show it was great my lowlights of the trip of the of the weekend was um paying festival prices for beer um and also which which i'm not going to disclose because wife listening to this cannot know how much money i spent five bucks um, for the whole weekend oh yeah, it yeah. was it was insanely yeah crazy huh? yeah two dollars and fifty cents a beer i drank two beers one per day it was fine um but no it was the the three hour trek on um friday night from the festival to your place andy yeah um, holy shit that was an ordeal that's three hours to get from one part of a city to another part of the same city yeah, but it was just annoying because it wasn't like we were even just stuck in transit for those times. It's there, there physically was no transit we were on. Once we were on transit, boom, made it. It just took forever to get on said transit. Yes, yeah. But other than that, great time. Thank you for having me, Andy. I noticed you didn't mention how great the funnel cake was. <laughs> The very reasonably priced funnel cake that we shared was incredibly tasty. Yeah, it was great. It was actually also, again, only like two bucks. It was crazy. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. I don't know how they make money on this thing. Uh, so, Andy, what are, we, uh, what are we talking about this episode? Is this it? The title of our friendship and also the debut album of The Strokes. As always, this podcast and all of the information is brought to you by Wikipedia and Genius Lyrics. So, a little bit about The Strokes. Uh, this is going to sound like it's read straight off of Wikipedia, but it is me <laughs> It is me, 100% just knowing this information off the top yeah. of my head. Uh, There's like suspiciously going to be an edit to the Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> like many edits between now and the episode going live. Right. The Strokes is an American band rocking from City of New York. I can't keep that up. The Strokes are an American rock band from New York City. And I love it because... Oh, I'll get into it. So they were formed in 1998. uh, Comprised of singer Julian Casablancas, guitarists Nick Valenci and Albert Hammond Jr. Bassist Nikolai Fracher and drummer Fabrizio Moretti. Um, what a what a group of people. By the way, all of those names when I was reading this, I'm like, man, they must come from some like well-to-do, like they must have met in 
and they did. They all met in very well-to-do areas. So they all, well, Julian Casablancas is from Manhattan, and he is the son of an American Spanish businessman who founded Elite Model Management and a Danish model who was Miss Denmark in 1965. Um, his parents divorced when he was eight. But so he went to a uh, bilingual French school in Manhattan. <laughs> As one does. And then when he, and that's where he met uh, future bassist Nikolai when they were six. And then when he was 13, his dad sent him to a boarding school in Switzerland where he met the guitarist, oh, Albert Hammond Jr., <laughs> like the most American name in that group it's like they met in Switzerland. And then he came back to attend the Dwight School, and that's back in New York, and that's where he met the other band members. But so the Strokes. So, so this band actually deserves the criticism that Vampire Weekend got in their early days. More or less, 100%. <laughs> um, genres, indie rock, garage rock revival, post-punk revival, which is funny because, I, I don't know, I guess you could... Again, your mm. hatred of labels, but I one hundred percent the garage rock thing. I I knew that of them right there, the garage rock sound. You so delightfully put that clip of the Strokes, <laughs> garage rock, uh, real yeah, big that fish was thing. From, uh, yeah, 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 the many versions of SR. So, um, yeah, I mean that's the Strokes, <laughs> uh, still kicking, all still alive, all still the original band members. No one, uh, the lineup hasn't changed. But uh, is this it? Apparently, no, no, we still have a podcast I'm, I'm to record. I swear to God, if you keep that up throughout this whole thing. Is this it? Uh, apparently, super important <laughs> as an album. Like, super widely regarded as being stupid amazing, which I did not yeah, know. Yeah, like, same. Like, holy shit. Let's skip to some yeah, stuff. Like I- I would just say, like, I didn't do much research for this because it's your your record, your episode. But, like, just in, like, a little bit of searching around, like, I still see relatively contemporary articles talking about this as, like, the most important rock and roll album of the last 40 years or whatever. And it's like, well, what? All like, of the numerous, like, you know, the top 100, top 200, top 500 albums, this album is on all of those from any publication from, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's inception onward and it's steadily like rised up like gone Mm. up in rankings as the years go on so like um here are some just quick things it has a normalized rating on metacritic of 91 rolling stone uh joe levy of rolling stone said this record is the stuff of which legends are made like it's insane how important this album is to apparently mm-hmm. all of pop music. Um, it was named Best Album of 2001 by Billboard, Entertainment Weekly, and Time. <laughs> like, holy Runs shit. Runs the gamut there. Yeah, I, uh, not just to get ahead of ourselves, but like, I-, I think it's a good album, but like the sort of hyperbole around it, like the way it's talked about, really surprises me. Like, I'm not a music expert. That's kind of my role on this show is I'm just the normal guy. But like it does not strike me as anything that like transcendent, you know. Yeah, like 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 it's a, it's a good rock and roll album. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, so... <laughs> BBC Radio 1, Zane Lowe, suggests the album moved popular opinion from DJs and pop music to skinny jeans and guitars. The template for rock and roll in the modern day. Which, I... I think that's giving it a lot of esteem, but after listening to this album, you know, in total, I'm like, yeah, this is giving me vibes of these several bands that came after, you know, so it clearly has an impact. (laughs) Yeah, maybe part of the reason that I don't quite get that is because I'm I'm thinking of it in like a 2021 point of view and not a 2001. Um, Maybe it seems a bit less original or impressive because i've been listening to bands that have been influenced by them over the last couple decades yeah it said um so this uh rolling stone article that i'm definitely not reading off wikipedia is talking about how this sound inspired a ragged revolt in britain um led by the libertines and arctic monkeys and just saying bands like those would not have been successful had this album not come along and like like reinvigorated rock's obsession with having a good time like it said franz ferdinand and kings of leon would not have had the success they did it's again it's just crazy how important this like in 2020 the rolling stones rebooted um the 500 greatest albums of all time list Mm -hmm. and this album is 114 it's pretty high up on a list that um you know, considers all albums. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, all albums. Like, Beethoven sonatas. <laughs> um, Inuit throat singing. Yeah, like, mm. every album. This album, by the way, so that same Rolling Stones list, it was ranked 367 in 2003, and then 199 in 2012, and, yeah, it's gone up to 14. It just gets more important. It just keeps getting more important. Wow. I know. It is. It's something to behold. So would you you like to behold these one track at a time? Actually, we have to talk about our thoughts. You go first. I I think we've kind of, I've kind of done that. Um, But okay. I did have two other things I wanted to mention about the album that you you didn't mention. Maybe, Maybe you were, we're not aware of it. So this album came out, I think, like its international release was like in the summer of 2001 this it came out in mid 2001 but then the cd release was okay. september 25th and, and, and in between the summer and that date um a 9-11 happened and they were like oh we should take out this song where we literally <laughs> say new york cops are stupid yeah and like that's kind of unfortunate I, like when I saw that there was a song called New York City Cops that got cut from the CD, I was like, oh, it must have been like a pretty like pretty serious, like offensive song. And like I think the line is pretty much just New York City Cops, they ain't that smart. It's like the Yeah. It's not blandest, like least Yeah. It's funny because oh, I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah. yeah. I thought that was I also, silly. I also saw that they essentially censored the album cover for the US relief release. Yes, the international release was a woman's hip with a like glove on her nude body, and Americans were like, "We used to be pilgrims," <laughs> and then they turned it to that like whatever art, graphic art. It's like of a particle or something. Yeah, it's some weird psychedelic uh, 
stuff. So I was aware. I'm just really bad at explaining no, things. No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure we brought those up. So anyway, my, we're we're running long already. My my quick overall thoughts. Um, like I said, I think it's a good rock album. I think it's got an overall like cool vibe. And by cool, I don't just mean like I like it. Like like it's cool. You know, seems like cool people making cool music. Um, one thing I really like in general is just the production of it. Like. Yeah. It's very simple. Like, there's not a lot of bells and whistles here. Um, I guess that's the garage rock coming through. Um, and in particular, I love the way the drums sound on this record. Like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know the terminology, but, like, there's very little, like, resonance coming through. It's just very, like, like almost dead. Yeah. All the different dr- the drum hits. Um, and even, like, the cymbals come through sort of, like, lo-fi and kind of, like, clippy, but I think, like, very intentionally. Um, and it sounds just a lot like you know, like old, like classic rock and things like that. Um, so I, I enjoy that sound. Um, not a lot lyrically for me on this record. I guess maybe a couple of things we'll get to later on um, that caught my eye. Um, as far as the vocals, I, I'm not sure how much I like it, um, but like the, like the effect that's done on the vocalists, vocals <laughs> on a lot of the songs is, interesting um i think it kind of adds to kind of that sense of like irreverence like too cool for school um that's going on uh, it kind of sounds like he's talking to like a loudspeaker or an intercom or something um so there's that what about you what's your what are your high level thoughts Andrew? i like the voice effect <laughs> i like how just aloof this entire album is <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't dislike the voice effect i th- I just like i think sometimes maybe it wears on me but i do think it is effective in giving it that like aloof nature agreed i like i don't know everything you said you like i like i like how it's beautifully simple um mm-hmm. and one could argue simply beautiful but right like nothing's insane or it's just things are produced well things are layered well um they know they just know how, and there's something they do a lot which i'm never in between i'm either like fuck yeah this is cool or i hate it is when something doubles the voice so if the guitar is always playing the same thing the voice this is one of the instances where i thought it was really nice and i really liked it mm-hmm. um and maybe also the effect on his voice helped the two sounds blend a little more um mm. But, yeah, they and they're really good, again, kind of, like, changing the... They, they have, like, odd phrases in, the, in the, the structures of their verses and choruses frequently, you know, where it's a little longer than you'd think. Or a sentence where you think it would be in one line, maybe two, extends to three or something, because mm. they break up the words in an interesting way. I don't know. I think it's it. It's so hip. How hip is it? I bet it was even more hip in 2001 when it was released. No, uh, arguably not. Did you not hear me talk about how it's <laughs> rising up the ranks? Oh, that's right. It gets hipper and hipper. Um, so, like, should we talk about the songs? Let's talk about the songs. All right. Right off the bat, track one. Is this it? 
I love this song. It's chill. It's simple. Simple guitar. And mm. I like that bass line when it comes in. Yeah, for me that that's like the the big takeaway from the song is the bass line and like the second and third vo- verses in particular. I just like how melancholic it is. And mm, yeah. I like listening to it on like my commute to work when I'm just already pissed that I'm going to work. <laughs> I thought you said you were only supposed to listen to happy music when you don't feel happy. And that that sad or melancholic music makes you sound or feel worse. Yeah. That's I don't want you want in those cases. I don't yeah, I don't want to be in a good mood. <laughs> These people don't get the best version of me. Fair enough. I, I actually I think something that'll be the trend for me going through a lot of these is though I very much like this album, I don't have much to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was worried coming into recording like about that very thing. Like I don't on a lot of these I don't have a lot of notes, which we, we spent a lot of time um on other things this episode, so I think we'll be fine. Um, so like I was trying to think of a segue, but I failed. Well, it sounds like you wouldn't fare well in this modern age. I'm not, I'm not faring well. Track two, the modern age. I like the driving four, like that just four on the floor groove. And then in the, in the chorus, in the second half of the chorus, it mixes that groove with just a standard backbeat groove. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's really hip. That's really nice. I think I just like how <laughs> this whole album for me is just like a low-key jam. Because I was about to say, I just like how like low-key vibey this is. I dig it. But that's most of the album. <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> Should we just like skip to the end? Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> The first thing I thought when when this song came on is like that the intro with like the the guitar and like floor tom. Did you think of Fontaine's DC? No, I thought like I thought of like early Vampire Weekend. I was like oh, this yeah. could be off of like their self titled. Um, only other thing on this song is there's a really nice guitar solo. That's another thing too is you know it's just kind of this chill shit all the time, and then mm-hmm. the like one of the guitars will pull out some stuff like that and you go oh, okay you know how to play your instrument <laughs> yeah that's funny you keep calling this like chill low-key music that's not like the way i thought about it at all like it's pretty like energetic and like frantic and driving a lot of the time but you know that's why that's why there's two of us on this podcast andy yeah because we need to have the right opinion at some fucking point <laughs> I kid, I value your opinions and your thoughts, and they're valid. Mm. Um, so, so... So ma! So ma! <laughs> Which is apparently a, a drug in a book from the 30s. I, you haven't read A Brave New World? Have you? It's a good, yeah, it's a good book. Why would I have read that? You it's know I don't read. Did you read it mm. in school? No, I read it in the last couple of years. You don't read. Not as much lately, no. Um, but apparently it's also a real drug in real life, like a muscle relaxer. Oh, nice. Well, I'm just bad at fake and Which, real life. I think it's pretty funny that someone would make a real drug named after this drug from like a dystopian book where like everyone's given that just to like make them satisfied with their state in life and like not complain about you know being the underclass 
anyway um soma 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 i really like the interplay between the guitars <laughs> and the different licks they play i do i do don't let my nice. stupid voice fool you i genuinely <laughs> feel that way <laughs> uh yeah i it's fine it's cool it's got nice guitar parts especially in the verses i i don't have much else to say about soma really once again i I don't mention at the top but like so few of these songs you know i care about lyrics that's what i focus on just so few of these have anything for me in that department i know that's why Um, you just gotta feel the vibes steve oh i i feel the vibes i've (laughs) i'm feeling the vibes Uh, and i'm not saying the lyrics aren't good i just don't get it or whatever or they just don't click for me maybe it's because you're just never mind this next song is called Barely Legal. Yeah, that's a bit not great. I don't know. Mm. What well, did you read? Shout out to Genius Lyrics. Um, <laughs> there was like, this could be a jab at his father, who infamously had an affair with a 16-year-old when he was 41. I was like, oh, God. Jeez. Um, I, I didn't see that. Oh. I do like the guitar lick and like the melodies up top. And then uh the verse actually it gave me kind of like early like fifties kind of like rock vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um But other yeah, other than that. That's fine. Yeah, it's almost kind of bluesy. Yeah, right. And I think this is one of the first ones. Yeah, in in the hook, one of the guitars um, and the vocals kind of like go in sync, like you were talking about earlier. Um, I did I did enjoy that where it shows up on the album, as you mentioned. You got anything else on Barely Legal, the the best and least problematic song on this record? Not in the slightest. Okay. When will this podcast end? Not this episode, but like the show. Someday. I hate you. I love this song, though. Yeah, I think this is a good song. This is one of two that I recognized from way back when, probably watching the video on Fuse TV. You know, I might have, I, I probably have heard it sooner, but do you know what my mind recalls as the first time having heard this song? do i want to know watching fucking click that adam sandler movie there's this no i never saw there's this scene where he's just running down the freeway or something and this is the song that's playing but i knew of the strokes and i was just listening to the song while i was watching this and i go is this the fucking strokes is this the strokes in this movie (laughs) it's the strokes the fucking strokes yeah I don't know. I just like this song and maybe it's because I'm looking I'm looking in the days gone by thinking mm. in many ways I'll miss the good old days. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I do. Julian, I get it. Oh, you oh you paid attention to the lyrics? Uh yeah, th- this is one of the few songs that did have some lyrical content for me. I first of all, I thought it was funny like the line like when when we was young, oh man, did we have fun? Like, weren't these guys, like, 20 when this album came out? <laughs> like, 
what the hell are they talking about? Um, but yeah, the the the, the lyrics that kind of stood out to me that I that I liked that I'm not going to make fun of was, um, I don't remember what part of the song this is, but there's a couple of lines that are just real nice and sort of pessimistic and cynical. You say you want to stay by my side, darling. Your head's not right. Alone we stand, together we fall apart. Yeah, I think I'll be all right. But then it's followed by immediately. We got this like pessimistic down lyrics. Now it's followed by some optimism. I'm working so I won't have to try so hard. The tables turn sometimes. I ain't wasting no more time. Very optimistic and therefore gross and off-putting. Good old lyric Steve ruining his own fucking life. You could just enjoy the song. Oh, yeah, I do enjoy the song. It's very nice and catchy. I like it a lot. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love it. Mm. Mm. Um, so, Andy, since we record this podcast remotely or virtually from separate locations, we are alone, comma, together. <laughs> I am offended at that segue um this is i wrote not bad musically but eh. um i like the bass and guitar interplay in it but mm. i'm like yeah yeah i think this is just it's just on the cusp lyrically of uh, well like you said you're like lyrically there's not like a shit ton to grab onto but then lyrically, when I can grab onto things, I was just like, well, that's a little too sad. I don't want that. <laughs> it's like a hot, sad potato, and I just have to chuck it across the room. Yeah, this one's a bit heavy lyrically. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I, I do like the interplay of the bass and guitars and sort of the main riff. Um, and this song has a really nice... I don't know, there's a really cool, like, jamming, rocking guitar solo instrumental outro bridge thing that i quite enjoyed because we got out of some of those low-key vibes you talk about just kind of let loose and rock out the next song is called last night and it's spelled wrong (laughs) yeah uh it it, i wish it was spelled k-n-i-g-h-c Anywho, uh, this was one of the singles off the album. It I was. haven't haven't been keeping track. Uh, someday also was another yes. one. Yeah, someday and this one are, are the two that I have known for a very long time. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just again, I just like it. It's not the hardest <clears throat> song, like compositionally. They do have that nice little guitar solo in over the bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which it's not overdone, right? As an album, right? They don't solo right. all the time. So when it happens, you're like, that's a nice little palate cleanser of song. Yeah, it's a nice little sweet dick guitar solo. The sweetest dick. <laughs> Apparently, like the intro and overall song structure of this was just straight lifted from American Girl by Tom Petty. <laughs> um, which like is not something I would have because I'm not smart enough to like connect these dots. But um, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh yeah, it's very very obvious, very clear. You just need someone to hold your hand to figure out music for you. <laughs> it's okay, we've all be... been there. 
<laughs> makes me the perfect person to co-host a music podcast. What do I think of this, Andy? <laughs> Can you analyze this for me? Well, it's just a little hard to explain. I liked this one. Um, I th- this one I don't think I've heard, or you know, like in pa- like it's been on shuffle, and I've not really paid attention to it. It's got some electronic drums in it, but yeah, the intro's nice. This is one of those things where the guitar is doing its thing, and then I just like the melody it does at a point mm-hmm. in the verse. But then when Julian starts singing, they link up on the I don't see. I'm like, that's a sick mm-hmm. sound. I just like it. And then, like, uh, so the guitar and the voice doubling in the chorus, and then also cutting out, like, a hard cutout. I'm like, that yeah. is, that's nice. Yeah, like, I thought the, I thought the song was over, or like, my, you know, music player had stopped or something. It's very, very abrupt, very clean. Yeah, I think musically this song, like, the hook is basically, like, what redeems it for me. I think the rest of it's not terribly interesting to me but i i do like the melody and the hook and like you said how the guitar and vocals kind of mimic each other um mm. new york uh, new york city cops is the next one. Oh shit see um, did you not listen to it well i listened to the version of the album on apple music which does not have that song it has when it started as track nine well, I did also listen to that because I'm a good okay. fucking person. And also, I'm a bum, and I just listen to things on YouTube because I don't yeah. pay for streaming stuff. Well, talk talk to me about New York City Cops quick. I like, so this is, most of what I have to say about it is just, you could read about it, but mm. Genius says, like, Genius slated it as being more punk rock and like heavily influenced by the Ramones, like that kind of track, like this is a punk track, Descent to the Cops. And then I can I can hear it in their song, but within the framework of their sound, you know? Uh mm-hmm. so it's not like all of us you're listening to this album then all of a sudden it's a fucking like rancid song or mm-hmm. anti-flag, right? It's still the strokes. But uh, yeah, I'm just listening to it now. There's definitely more of that influence for sure. It's more clear. But, um, you know, I thought it was fine. I, I like how the chorus sounds, like, musically. But, like, mm-hmm. lyrically, like you said, it's just New York car, like, cops, they're not that smart, right? Or whatever. Which, how offensive. Seriously, how could you talk yeah. trash about our, our, our heroes like that? I'm I'm one I'm one tweet away from canceling these guys. <laughs> They're never going to have a career. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to retroactively ruin them. Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if the time machines existed, Gen Z would just be ruining lives. <laughs> More than they already are. <laughs> oh, God. Well, actually, actually, probably if, if time machines existed, Gen Z wouldn't exist because they would prevent themselves from being born because they, they know that existing is problematic. Okay, well, I'm on board with that. Can they yeah, lo- can they get me in on that too? <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, god. All right. Um 
so now that we're back to the official censored United States release uh, track listing, are we on when it started now? Yeah. Did you read that it was on the Spider-Man soundtrack, like the OG first Tobey Maguire soundtrack? And I, I did not recently rewatched that movie. And, you know, just because it's on the album doesn't mean it's always in the movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't recall anything like this song in that movie. I would because I feel something this poppy would have stuck out like a sore fucking thumb. Hmm. Uncle Ben just gets shot and then you hear some the strokes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, this is another one where I really like the bass line. It's it it is um, another song where it's much more like active and kind of takes the takes the four. That it do. Mm, very nice. Do 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 I really just want a podcast episode of you singing <laughs> the bass lines of all of the songs. No, I've I've been saving like clips of any time we like hum or sing something i'm just gonna do like a yeah <laughs> a super cut one day it'll just show up in the feed you'll never know oh god you're trying your luck man I, I really got nothing on this one i wrote down that it has a really nice guitar solo so i'm guessing that's true i um this is one of those where the the verse has like odd phrasing right so instead of fours it's in fives. Give me an example. So instead of being like So that was four. You can't okay. see my fingers, everyone, but Steve can, and this is just me trying to prove something to him. I, I can vouch that he, he put up four fingers at different intervals. So this is this uh one would be like if he went and then they would start again. Obviously, that was clunky, but that was five. Hmm. <laughs> and I nailed the cadence, some would say. So wait, so is the song not in four? The song's in no, four, the song's right? in four. But, so it's just the vocals? Just the vocals. In the verses. All right, I'll have to check that out. Like, I believe you, I just don't, I'm not sure I get it. Anyway. It's okay. If I knew it well enough, I would have sang it to you. I would have sang it to you like you hummed those Do bass it. lines. Sing it. That'll be a, that'll be a, one of those super cuts. Mm. Okay. Well, to anyone that listens to this show, you can take it or leave it. It's not getting better. Closing track. It kind of it sounds like a closing it sounds like a closing track on a Strokes album for sure. This to me actually seemed like the most punk song of the album. I agree. Especially the sort of outro yeah yo when i was <laughs> when i started listening to this because there's a song in rent the musical <laughs> it's called take me or leave me so i had that playing in my ear as i started this and i i was like oh this is not that song <laughs> <laughs> very different um yeah i don't know the only thing i really noted was yeah that that punk influence in the and sort of the outro part, um, or not the outro, the bridge, guitar solo, etc. Yeah, it didn't really feel like an, like a closing track to me. And I guess that's one one other thing on this album is it doesn't really feel like the songs have anything to do with each other. Like there's no real connection or through line 
um, really. They kind of all stand in isolation, which not every record has to be a concept album or anything like that. Um, but we know that gets you hard. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, Andy, did you have anything else on taking it or leaving it? Um, thoughts. Um, no, man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why this album in particular is so difficult to talk about. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, I mean, as again, because I like it. It it's not like I'm neutral and just have nothing mm-hmm. good or bad to say. I'm just like, I like it, man. I don't know what you want from me. It's like if someone, <laughs> why do you, why do you like getting pegged? I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? That's where the male G spot is. <laughs> Conversation over. Um, yeah, I don't. Plus, it's like you know we've lived with. Oh, uh, I'm gonna make this comparison, but I feel bad doing it. You you hear last night, you hear someday, you hear this is it, and I think those are the three more known songs from the album, and like three favorite because I you know I'm not super into the Strokes, but you you know how this album sounds, right? Mm-hmm. I I hear two out, I hear two songs off a Dropkick album. I'm like, cool, I got it. You could play the first one on repeat, and I'd be like, yep, this is the next song. <laughs> And obviously that's, I'm just making, I'm hyperbolizing, but like, you get the gist of the album. Yeah. And if you like it, variety. if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, then you're in for 10 more tracks of being disappointed. <laughs> um, speaking of segue, or uh, aside, uh, speaking of listening to a song on repeat and being like, oh yeah, that this is just an album. Um, the first couple times I listened to that Hiatus Coyote album. You you know how the last two songs, it's the same song, just two versions of it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think when I was more like, because I'll typically do a couple, like, really passive listens before I, like, really start paying attention. And I was like, oh, like, this song sounds a lot like the last song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Um, yes, I'm I'm very good and smart. Anyway, my... My wrapping up thoughts on the album are, I have none. Nothing I didn't say at the beginning. Like, it's, yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. I don't have much more to say about it. Well, I think it's... it's fine. I think it's that time... Everyone, when it's we, fine. When we, we gotta talk about it and give it a, give it a little ratey rate. So, uh, I... Yes. I'm gonna use my improv brain and think of these right now. We could give it strokes, <laughs> which is funny to me. We could give it... Um, nine eleven delays because <laughs> it was delayed. Anyway, we could give it New York City cops. <laughs> we could give it nights last nights. Hmm. I kind of like just the idea of the the scale for this episode being strokes. All right. How many st- how many when- strokes would you give this? Or do you have something else to add? <laughs> I'd give it as many strokes as it needs. And how many is that? In all seriousness, I think I'm going to slap a big old three and a half strokes on this one. Ooh. So, Andy, how about you? How many strokes Dude, would you give I'm this I'm kind of bummed about your strokes. I would give mm, this... Why? I don't, I, but it did influence me because I didn't want to go too low. But I'm going to give this a solid four strokes. 
But because I, I it's, it's an enjoyable album and I like it and I yeah. would not have to skip anything. And upon listening to this for this episode would add, I mean, confidently just add the whole album to a listening playlist. But there are several more songs where I'm like, hell yeah, this is a great song. Nice. Four strokes it is. All right. Well, I think we've reached the point in the episode where I assign you homework. Please do. Can it be the proper way to stroke? Because I'm nervous that you don't know. <laughs> I'm worried. Yeah, I never had the talk. That's what the talk is, right? Oh, God, this fucking thing. Yes, I've given you a multiple choice again. What is the last one, a wand? It's a, it's a magic wand. Um, oh, you did diamond before, so I don't want that. What is? I'm just gonna keep. What is I'm fire? Just gonna keep putting. Are you, are you picking that? Now I'm asking what it is. <laughs> it's the one that will be the most challenging to talk about, probably. <laughs> Which one of these do you think I would hate the most? Is it fire? I think you'd probably dislike Magic Wand the most. Which one would I like the most? I don't know. Fire it is. You're choosing fire? Damn it. I shouldn't have put it on the list because now I'm regretting it. But okay, so this is, and I'm only saying this because it is an instrumental only album, which will make it difficult for me to talk about. Um, It is the band Joy on Fire's record, Fire with Fire. <laughs> I don't like this already. It's a lot of fire. Why? I don't know. So, a little background. Joy on Fire is like a, I guess, jazz fusion band. Um, which is just what I call any band that has like a saxophone, but doesn't play straight up jazz. Um, fire with Fire hilariously in apple music just shows up as a punk album Um, i think joy and fire at various times has called themselves a jazz punk band which is also pretty funny to me um but yeah it's just sort of like um i think it's drums saxophone bass maybe guitar um playing sort of rock influenced uh music i don't like this emoji system i don't like being surprised (laughs) You'll be surprised either way. No? I, f- I suppose. Oh, well. Fire it is. Joy fire. Why are you not excited? I thought, I thought that description would excite you. I'm excited. I just don't want you to know. Hmm. Gotta keep them wanting hmm. more. It's got all the things you like. Um, saxophones. All right. Now I'm happy. You got me. <laughs> all right. Um, well, what else do we have to do? We've got our homework. Everyone listen to Joy on Fire by, or wait, Fire with Fire by Joy on Fire. <laughs> That's so annoying. <laughs> um, what do we do now in the show? Uh, I think we say, we say, look at the show notes. Oh yeah. Everyone look at the show notes as we find Andy's stuff there. You know, he does social media things and other podcasts and you should listen to them and, you know, other things. Um, I did want to mention, we did not acknowledge last episode was our 10th episode, which feels like a minor milestone. And most podcasters so, give up by the fifth. <laughs> not us. So, Andy, happy 
That'd be 10 episodes. Belated. Thank you. And uh, I feel like we haven't, you know, shout out to, to the listeners. Thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, contact us. Tell us what you think of the show. We want to make it good for you. Yeah. And let us know if you've got a recommendation uh, for something we should cover on a future episode. Yes, please. Um, and also, if you happen to be in a band uh, that we really admire and love, and if you happen to listen to this, just know that we love you, and we think you're a great singer, and you should... And your voice is not shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so come on the podcast and debate us. Don't debate yeah. us. Just come hang out with us. We love you. But definitely don't call us out during a concert that we are attending. We're very, and, we're very fragile and emotional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, um, well, Andy, this feels, feels like, like a an episode. episode. I forgot what your fucking tag out was. <laughs> uh, but it does feel here? like an episode. We're done here. All right. Bye, Andy. Bye, Stephen. Goodbye, listeners. Fuck Rudy Giuliani.